Responsible elected officials have looked the other way. He knows there was no widespread fraud in this election. courts are saying, is there any chance that this nation can still come back together and have that common set of facts and, and be able to move forward from that? Well, we've got to believe it can. Um, you know, this is the country that we that deserves to be protected, especially its democracy. We have to believe that's possible. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. We felt it was important to get some perspective on what happened yesterday. And so joining us now is former Senator Claire McCaskill. Senator, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be with you. So you've spent a lot of time in the Capitol building. What was going through your mind yesterday as you saw it under siege by Trump supporters? Well, as I commented yesterday, I don't think that I've ever had such an emotional roller coaster of a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up yesterday morning um, full of inspiration and hope and pride over what happened in Georgia and the fact that uh, Mitch McConnell was no longer going to be setting the agenda mm-hmm. in the United States Senate and my friends were going to become chairman. And uh, so I was gleeful. And then um, by the middle of the afternoon, I was probably as down as I've been in a long time in terms of what we saw and what, more importantly, what it meant mm-hmm. that we have gotten to the point in this country that responsible elected officials have looked the other way for four years as uh, the president lied repeatedly over and over about so many things, but most importantly, lied about the functioning of our democracy. Mm-hmm. And um, what what happened yesterday is a direct result of not only the president's lies, but maybe even more importantly, the fact that so many people that know better have gone along with it. It felt like some of those people reached a turning point last night, and I don't want to give them too much credit that this is a turning point that, that will keep them on this path. But it felt like some of the people who've been afraid to challenge Trump reached a point saying enough is enough. Do you think things might change now? Well, you know, I don't think so. I think the Republican Party is going to have a deep and lasting schism. Um, Now, the good news is that out of over 50 Republican senators, there were only six that ultimately said, we're down with the seditious mob. (laughs) Not to put too fine a point on it, yes. (laughs) That defiled our nation's capital and sent a signal around the world that we're a banana republic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, only six out of... You know, um, I think there were 50 of them there, 51 Republicans that were there, maybe 52. Um, because I don't think Purdue was there, so I think it was just 51. So, because um, he's no longer a senator. Mm-hmm. So it was just 51 Republicans. So six out of 51, that is progress compared to what they've all done for four years. Like put Lindsey Graham in that bucket along with a bunch of other people that know better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the fact that there were so many Congress folks, um, you know, I, I, I give Ann Wagner credit. She's the only Republican that did the right thing yesterday in Missouri. But we have four congressmen in Missouri that said, yeah, we're hunky-dory with blowing up the Electoral College and states' rights and overturning the will of the people. And by the way, we had the same processes in our state, but we're not saying a word about that. Mm -hmm. Um, They know this is a big lie. They all know this is a big lie. And they are complicit, and they uh, deserve a great deal of the blame for what occurred yesterday. And I want to talk about one man in particular. This is your successor. This is Senator Josh Hawley. He was the first senator to sign on to a challenge of the Electoral College certification. That basically made yesterday's hearing mandatory after he did that. Does he bear personal responsibility for the mob that attacked the Capitol? Well, Sarah, let me first say this. I am kind of an old-fashioned person that spent most of my adult life in public service. And I've always believed that when you lose an election, it is incumbent on you to be, quote-unquote, a good loser Mm -hmm. and not to go after your opponent who defeated you. And so I have really tried, especially for me, to show a great deal of restraint over the last two years since I was defeated by Josh Hawley. But that notion, in light of what the president has done since he was defeated, seems really quaint it does. And antiquated. It does. So I have um, really, for the first time in the last uh, 48 hours, begun to speak from my heart about this. And let me just say this about Josh Hawley. Um, he left Missouri when he graduated from high school to get a very elite coastal education, including time in Oxford teaching. He began forming his political ideology that was going to include some phony notion that he wasn't an elite. He worked for the biggest law firms in Washington. He clerked for a Supreme Court justice. Uh, He moved back to Missouri for a short period of time and then ran for attorney general, saying famously that he was not going to use that office as a ladder to another office. Mm -hmm. He began planning his next run with political people inside the attorney general's office, consultants meeting with him in the attorney general's office, mapping what he did in his short time as attorney general to become a United States senator. He had not even taken the oath of office as a United States senator before he started running for president. And that is what's driving everything his, he's done. As I said last night, and I will, I will maintain this to my dying breath, this is a man whose ambition has overcome a servant's heart. He is way more interested in how he can get elected president than serving the people he was elected to serve. Do you think that will backfire on him now that that things went so awry yesterday? Hard to say. Um, You know, there are many parts of Missouri that rejected him in the first place. Mm -hmm. But there are many parts of Missouri, and this is what I think it's hard for St. Louisans to get their arms around. Um, As somebody who did town halls in all of the corners of our state, Uh, People that are in St. Louis and Kansas City, and with affection, some of my political supporters that see themselves as much more progressive than the vast majority of people who are elected to office in our state, uh, you don't really fully appreciate how this has gotten in to the actual essence. The Trumpism has become 
um, unfortunately, the essence of the Republican Party in our state. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have the governor yesterday saying that Trump gets no blame for what happened. I mean, this is crazy town. The governor said the president deserved no blame. The president asked these people to come to the Capitol. He told them what to do. He said it's going to be wild. He got them all pumped up inside of them. His lawyer got on the stage and said, we need to have combat. And the governor of our state says he doesn't take any blame. That's, that is totally and completely Trumpism. Forget about Kit Bond and Jack Danforth and Roy Blunt. This is Missouri's Republican Party right now. And we should not have blindfolds on about that. So will Josh Hawley be unpopular in Missouri? Time will tell. But what he did is inexcusable. Do you see Josh Hawley as a dangerous man? Well, you know, I, I want to be careful here because I'm emotional about this and I feel passionately about it. Um, and I love my state and I feel so honored that so many people in Missouri gave me the opportunity to serve as long as I did. And I can get choked up about it, honestly. But what he represents is dangerous. Lying to people about what the facts are should never be acceptable in elected office. I don't care what party you are. And he knows he's lying about what happened. He knows there was no widespread fraud in this election. He knows that Joe Biden won this election. Mm -hmm. So anybody who engages in that, I believe, is dangerous. So that would go down for, you know, the governor and many other elected officials. I mean, Jason Smith has been outrageously weird and in denial about what the facts are. And that's what scares me the most. What's most dangerous, Sarah, is that in order for our democracy to function, we have to have some belief in what the facts are. You can't choose your own facts. You can't go to your ideological bubble, whether it is the network I work for or another network, and just assume that what you're being fed by elected officials is real. More, more importantly, what you're being fed on the Internet uh, in terms of all these various sites and rumors that get started and amplified if we can't agree what the facts are, how can we ever find enough compromise to solve the biggest problems we face? And that's probably what's the most dangerous about our current climate. Yeah, I mean, it, it is terrifying to think about that. And I think yesterday's events were the ultimate proof of what a lot of people have long suspected, that there are people who won't listen to reason. They won't listen to what journalists are saying. They won't listen to what the courts are saying. Is there any chance that this nation can still come back together and have that common set of facts and, and be able to move forward from that? Well, we've got to believe it can. Um, you know, this is the country that we that deserves to be protected, especially its democracy. We have to believe that's possible. Time will tell how possible it is. I know Joe Biden is going to give it all he's got because it's at his essence who he is. He wants to get things done. He wants to find compromises that can help people's lives. That's why you're supposed to get elected. You're not supposed to get elected just to get reelected. That's not the goal here. And, you know, I felt that many, many times. You know, there were many votes I took that I knew most Missourians didn't agree with. 
Uh, now, there were a lot of Missourians that did agree with some of them, mm-hmm. but there were sometimes a majority of Missourians that disagreed with the votes I made, but I had to keep telling myself, what is the point of having this job? Is it just for me to get reelected in a state that's hard to get reelected in? Or is it to, in fact, try to make a difference, especially when my principles were so strongly? And, you know, the, the topic of abortion is a good example of that. The topic of guns is a good example of that. Immigration, those were areas where I voted out of step with the majority of my state. I survived for many years, but ultimately Trumpism took me down. I got a question from a listener, and this is probably going to have to be our last question today, but hearing you talk, uh, Tim asks on Twitter, would Claire McCaskill ever consider running for office again? I would not. No, Um, (laughs) you're done. (laughs) I I, I am done, Sarah. And listen, I... um, I am so, it's so nice. Very, you know, frankly, hundreds of people have contacted me that have my contact information in the last 24 hours. But I've got to tell you, um, I am happy. It, I had no idea how hard I was working until I stepped off the treadmill. <laughs> I have time now. I can control my schedule, which is a glorious thing if you've been in public service for four decades. So I am happy and I feel like I can contribute with my role. Uh, on the national platform at the network, and um, I'm going to continue that and um, continuing to try to work philanthropically in St. Louis and other areas of the state I care about and help others and try to mentor especially young women who want to run for office. Hmm. Well, former Senator Claire McCaskill, you do sound, I I can hear happiness in your voice as you talk about your life today. So I'm glad to hear that. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today to, to share your thoughts about just some very upsetting events. Absolutely, Sarah. Well, now, in addition to reaching out to Senator McCaskill, we also asked for your thoughts, and we heard from so many of you. We're going to take a quick break in just a moment. But first, here is what some of you had to say about yesterday's events. My name is Tom Farrell, and I live in Kirkwood. Um, I'm really just disgusted. I'm totally disgusted. Um, We have seen an incredible vacuum in leadership in this country over the past four years, and I feel like the just abhorrent behavior of this afternoon and evening was the natural progression of this. And this should have been condemned staunchly and um, to the utmost extent by the White House and by those in charge. And instead they're, you know, uh, tweeting and playing games and senators are making PR stunts and pretending like they care when they really don't. And uh, especially for someone like me, who's a veteran um, and who sacrificed a few good years in my life for this country, I just find it absolutely absurd and disgusting. I'm just, I'm disappointed. Hi, my name is Adam. Um, Honestly, I'm shocked and horrified and I haven't been able to pull my eyes away from the Twitter feed all day. Like when we, when I was in school, this is the kind of thing that we were taught. This happens in other countries. This, This doesn't happen in the United States. Like we're a country committed to the smooth transition of power and committed to peace and and fair elections and everything. And uh, Josh Hawley really is a disgrace and makes me sad to to be from Missouri. And these this whole event just makes me just sad for the future of America. Hi, my name is Danielle Lacey. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. I think for everyone, it's a combination of feelings. For me, it's mainly embarrassment and I guess anger. Embarrassment that it's one of Missouri's sitting senators that sort of uh, I guess in the face of this, been non-contrite about what's happened. 
I spent most of the day yesterday watching the news and just the glee that some of the protesters had on their faces as they were literally uh, trespassing on federal property with little to no pushback from Capitol Police was just the most infuriating thing I'd ever seen. My name is Derek Neuner, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I've considered myself to be a political independent. I've voted for Republicans in the past. I've pretty much voted for Democrats ever since Donald Trump was elected. I've had a hard time processing what happened yesterday as a citizen, as an American, as somebody who participates in the political process, somebody who's concerned about the well-being of our country, not just politically, but mentally, emotionally. And the thing that upsets me the most is that I feel like there's very little that I can do to let these politicians like Josh Hawley feel the frustration and the anger and the hurt because they have no shame. They have no regard for what they've done. Hello, my name is Nicole Parks, and I'm calling from Bell Fountain Neighbors. I grew up when 9-11 happened. I remember the terror of seeing that stuff happen that day and how it changed me as a, as a growing human being. And I have to say, I was completely thrown back into time, and I felt like I was looking at that stuff all over again. I really think that everyone who doesn't believe in what they saw on TV today to be good and part of humanity and that we should stop doing that and not be a part of it. They need to be careful, stay strong, and fight for what you believe in with honor and dignity and respect for all of humanity. I want to be on the side that's honest and true and loving of history. And those are messages from our voicemail line with your reaction to yesterday's events. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you.